The following is paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we discuss should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions. All right, welcome to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. This week, we're going to talk... I don't know if it's the dreaded word, Glenn, uh, taxes. Yeah, Sometimes it's dreaded. Yeah. Um, We're going to talk taxes, and and you've got a guest with us uh, from Granite Mountain Accounting. Yep, I got Bill Baker with us. He's uh, our resident uh, tax expert. And uh, yeah, I want to do a series on taxes. You may ask why. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you do a series on... uh, Pulling teeth because it's about that much fun, <laughs> but no, I think it's important uh, that next we, week root canals. <laughs> yeah, next week root canals. I uh, know it is important uh, because it's something that we all have to um, make sure we have dialed in, in our lives. Because if you don't have it dialed in, and you're a company or an individual, uh, you find out the hard way uh, when the IRS or an audit happens that it's no fun, and that's something you never want to have happen. Now, with that being said, the more you learn about tax and the more you can educate yourself, the better you're going to be in that in the long run. So I want to do a quick series on taxes, and it's a whole big ball of wax. But um, first, I want to introduce my guest, uh, Bill Baker. He's a, a tax professional here in Flagstaff. He also has an office in New Mexico. We've been working together for quite a few years professionally. And uh, I thought it'd be fun to maybe let's start off with the the uh, the history of taxes because uh, why do we have taxes? why do we have taxes <laughs> yeah in America so Bill uh, how are you today and let's talk about the the history of taxes in America yeah good afternoon thanks for having me on here so a long time ago once upon a time we were colonies right yep and part of the uh, uh, event occurred that we we uh, had this revolution and the issue there was taxes. We were being taxed without getting fair representation. So taxes in America are a thing, particularly with Americans. It's a, it's a big issue. So we have this revolution. We get our independence and we formed a confederacy. So we didn't go straight into the United States of America. We became a confederacy. It didn't work out so well, but the Fed, the confederacy did not uh, really promote what we're really good at, which is commerce. Mm-hmm. Americans are great at commerce. So we, uh, uh, the Continental Congress convened and uh, came up with uh, the Constitution. So I got this uh, understanding from uh, oh, a dozen years or so ago. There was a uh, radio personality named Janet Parshall. You may have heard of her. She recommended a book that contrasted these personalities of uh, James Monroe and James Madison. And uh, as you know, James Madison uh, authored the Constitution, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the Congress, the Continental Congress, ratified this. Well, it wasn't uh, a set. I mean, you can't have just a couple dozen guys decide that uh, we're going to be a, a nation. <clears throat> so this, this, uh, the the Constitution was then circulated amongst the thirteen colonies and uh, uh, discussed. Part of the debate was uh, about taxes. So in the Constitution, Article 1, right out of the gate, Congress has the power, the authority to tax its citizens directly. Mm. And that was part of the that was a, a part of the discussion. Do we want that? Do we want the yeah. federal government be able to directly 
tax its citizens. And so that's where it all begins. And uh, o- over the years, you've I've heard uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, I've heard taxes that. are unconstitutional. Yeah, it's yeah. not they're not allowed. And if you just don't pay your taxes, they can't get you because it's unconstitutional. You're like, yeah, that's a terrible idea. It's right there in the it, you know very first part of the Constitution, right there that right. we just mentioned that the Congress has the authority, the the power to to tax its citizens. It's know? pretty clear language, and yeah, I'd, I'd encourage everybody just read it yourself. You'll see it right there, right out of the gate. So that's where it all begins. Okay. So that was actually a misconception. I actually heard uh, the misconception that taxes maybe weren't constitutional. What about some other misconceptions? I've heard plenty over the years that, um, you know, the rich people don't pay their fair share or corporations don't pay their fair share, um, all these different things. I thought it'd be kind of fun to take a look at what are some other common misconceptions, one of them being the wealthy, the the high income earners don't pay their fair share. And right. and what is your take on that, Bill? Yeah, uh, let me finish one more thing about the uh, Congress. Uh, it's common for us to whine about the uh, uh, president creating these tax uh, laws. Mm-hmm. The president does not create a single tax law, mm. uh, Congress. So if you have an issue about the complexity of the tax law, the high tax rates, whatever it is, uh, you would call your congressman. You don't complain about the president. Uh, you, you call your congressman. So in our area, that's Tom O'Halloran, uh, Mark Kelly, and Kristen Cinema. I sing those words, so you can you can find those guys, and they will. Their office will answer the phone. Hmm. Interesting. And, and okay. you can lodge a tax complaint. Yeah, yeah. So that's another misconception <laughs> that maybe you just hit on too is that the president has a lot more uh, input as far as the taxes. And, and as you're saying, it's just not the case. It's 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 the um, it's not decided in that. Uh, I mean, things may come across a desk. He maybe has input, but that's not where it's decided at. Right. Correct. Yeah. And obviously, the president in all of our lifetimes has been the uh, uh, the central leadership figure. So what? he and his administration thinks ought to go, uh, oftentimes does. Yeah. Uh, however, it is Congress. It's your representative who, uh, uh, uh comes up with the tax law and, uh, they, and those offices are responsive actually. Uh, anytime, if you've ever had an opportunity to interact with them, th- those offices are responsive to you uh, as a citizen. But when you go back to the constitution you didn't have the federal income tax and all that till much later when yeah, they brought gosh. that in, right? Right, right. So our current tax system seems to have begun somewhere around World War One victory tax, right? And it's become more and more complicated, more and more convoluted, and uh, uh, I, it's thousands of pages long. Uh, that That's a question you could ask your yeah. congressman. When was the last time you reviewed the tax code and read it? Uh, he hasn't. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's terrible. Uh, you, you would ask about the, uh, the incomes and the, uh, uh, misconceptions. Yeah. So the problem with the tax code, of course, it's easy to say, here's the problem. Uh, but the problem is, is it's just too complicated. Yeah. I don't believe that the guy next to me and my neighbor is paying his fair share. He's not paying. He's, he's using, he's, he's abusing the tax code. He's lying. He's cheating. He gets favoritism, particularly if he makes a lot of money. Right. So that's just not the case though. <clears throat> the, uh, um, folks who have high incomes, uh, pay a disproportionate share of income tax. Um, mm. now there's also other taxes, right? There's yeah. employment taxes, social security, Medicare, there's real estate taxes, there's sales tax, there's excise tax. You buy a truck that gets, n- low gas mileage, you're going to pay a, pay a, what they call a guzzler tax. And, uh, so, so there's myriad of taxes, Yeah. but, uh, 
uh, folks who earn more income, higher income, uh, they will have they will pay more. Uh, yeah, and that's is that that's a progressive tax system, right? Right. We, Meaning the more you earn, you get into higher percentage brackets. Uh, so at a certain percentage, you pay twelve percent. A certain percentage, you pay twenty, and then whatever the next tier is. So you start earning more, and they set those brackets, yeah. um, which is you may hear them called the income tax brackets. Right. And so as yeah, as you make more, not only are you paying more on a dollar amount, you're paying more as a percentage. So just that alone, unless there's some huge deductions or you know things that people can do to lower their income as income, you know, high income earners, that, that tells me that they are going to be paying more. And, and in fact, the more you make, the less you get for some of those deductions for high income earners. So right. some of those deductions start to phase out where you used to be able to put in money into your IRA and reduce your income or get this credit or that deduction. And so as you start earning more money, those deductions go away. So it even compounds the, on top of the higher percentage rate. So that, that misconception of the high income earners uh, don't pay their fair share, I would say is definitely not true because they pay disproportionately their fair share or more. And, and right. the, I guess the question is, good question is, what is fair share? Um, that's something that Bill and I were trying to figure out. What is fair what's share? What's that magic number? Yeah, yeah, what's that magic number? Because you, you, you watch different uh, colleges or the interview college students, they'll say, what's a, what's fair share? And they go, oh, well, 70%, you know, of every dollar you should pay in taxes. If you make over, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars and they say, okay, great. Um, of course that doesn't affect them. Probably. Yeah. And they say, okay, so <laughs> do you want to be the first one to pay seven, you know, 70 cents of every dollar into the tax code? Oh no, no, no. I want someone else to pay for it. You know, so everyone always wants someone else to front the bill. But if you go back to, okay, what would be a fair share? I don't know the answer to that, but it's, you know, it needs to be across the board where, hey, everyone pays X amount percentage, um, and we're not going to progressively penalize more people for making more money, because that actually has a negative impact on the economic growth, if you think about it. Because if you're decentivized to keep earning more money, because you have to keep paying more and more in taxes, it's kind of like, well... Yeah, there's a disincentive yeah, to, to yeah. make that extra... $5,000, $10,000, cause you might hit that next tax bracket. Yeah. Was yeah. that Ronald, Ronald Reagan had that issue. Wasn't it when he was an actor that tax rates were so obscene that he was like, you know, you get to the 80, 90% tax rate and you're like, why, why even work? It's yeah. just, you know, working to, you know, I will stay home and watch TV instead yeah. of making TV. Yeah, Have exactly. you seen a lot of tax advantages taken away over your years of accounting? Uh, cause you, you've been doing this for a while. So, uh, the advantages that individuals can have over time, have you seen that kind of eroded? So what we've seen in 2018 was a, was a substantial change, uh, where, uh, you really get what we call a standard deduction. And that's about it. If you're a, a wage earning person and, uh, 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 as your income went up, you phased out of, of, as, as Glenn had said, different, uh, deductions, different kinds of credits. And so if you make a lot of, there's a lot of disincentive to make, a, a more money, uh, that, that, uh, tax rate of, uh, of, of 40% does seem to be a, a stopping point with, with politicians. Uh, it seems that you can't go above that and get reelected. So I, I have noticed that, uh, the, the tax system uh, is unfair to high per income folks, folks who generate lots of income. That's what it's unfair to, if you want to say unfair, uh, they, they do pay a disproportionately larger amount, uh, as a percentage of their income and as the dollar amount, uh, um, let's see, how do I want to say this? That prohibits new folks from entering 
into the wealthy class. So wealth is really how much you have, not how much you earn. If I had a billion dollars in cash in the bank, I wouldn't have to earn a dime. I could just spend that the rest of my life and I'd never spend it. That's wealth. Income is I'm going to make a million dollars a year and save it up. Well, I'm prohibited from gaining wealth because half my income is going to go back in tax. Tax man's there first. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. And if you hear some hammering noises, that's the tax man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not have a little bit of roof work going on. Yeah, and so Bill makes a good point. There's a difference between earned income, which is I go out, work a job, W-2, you know, wage earners, that sort of thing. And that income tax earner, um, the, their income tax brackets go up as they earn more and more. Now, it's very different for those that are maybe business owners or have already made money and they're making interest on that, which will cover next. But definitely the tax code for the individual going out and working a job and making a lot of money, uh, it's, it's you know, it's it, you, you end up paying quite a bit more um, than maybe some of the other routes. Yeah, let's hit on all that. And I want to remind people, because we jumped right into it because we heard taxes and got excited. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to talk with Glenn anytime, uh, you can call 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. Come back more, uh, talk more taxes, and uh, we're going to get pretty deep into this. So hang tight. We'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. Give Glenn a call right now at 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. More Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least when we come back. Welcome back to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. And Glenn's always willing to take your phone calls at 928-225-2474. And we're talking the exciting word, taxes. Taxes, Actually, yeah. we get towards the end of the year, yeah. I guess. Where you got to prepare, and there's a lot of preparation to yeah, do. Yeah. Um, do you want to hit on corporations? Because you, you yeah, were talking yeah. about how the there's this misconception about, oh, the wealthy don't pay their, or the high income earners don't pay their fair share. Um, but then there's also, oh, just tax the corporations more. Um, how does that work? Uh, okay. So the more you dive into economics, the more you realize that raising corporate taxes, corporations are just people, right? So if you raise taxes on corporations are really just taxing the people more. So um, even that whole notion of all, like you hear a lot in the campaign trail, we'll just make Amazon pay or Apple pay, you know, more money in corporate taxes. But how does that really work? So let's think about that for a second. If you say your corporate tax rate is 25% and now you're going to bump it up to say 50%. Um, now, what does that do to the business? Because they don't, you know, they're not going to just make less money as far as bottom line profit. So either they need to rise their uh, costs for what they're charging the consumer or they lay off people or they reduce their economic output. So there's all these different things that I believe that when you raise corporate tax rates, it just gets passed along to the consumer. If you raise corporate tax rates by five or 10%, 
Apple or Amazon might just raise their prices by five or ten percent. So it's really you and I that probably end up paying the the brunt of some of those taxes. Now, if you could force a corporation to pay that extra amount and not raise their prices, that's a different story. But then then you don't even have a free market. So there's so I, I you know it comes to corporations. I think there's a lot to unpack there. But just the basics of how a corporation is even taxed is very different from the individual. So corporation or small business. Um, and, and on the show with we got uh, Bill Baker with us, tax professional. Him and I have known each other for years. He really specializes in small businesses and helping them dial in that part of it. But Bill, what are the differences of even just how a corporation or business is taxed compared to just, you know, the everyday average person, you know, working a nine to five job? Right. So when you're a regular employee and you get your paycheck, you'll notice that a bunch of taxes have been confiscated straight out of your check. Yep. And something, somehow it went somewhere. But Who's you this FICA guy or whatever? Yeah, who is FICA? <laughs> Who's, right, yeah. So, so that's gone. And uh, uh, at the end of the year, you get your W-2, and that's kind of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, you file your tax return, and you get your standard deduction, maybe itemized deductions, but uh, that's it, and you pay your tax. Mm-hmm. So a business owner has a other options available. First off, uh, the business owner gets to operate his business how he decides to operate his business. Yeah. And he has some choices he can make. Generally speaking, well, not generally, always, business owners, whether they're a corporation or they're a partnership or they're just an individual, they're always going to maximize their profits. Yeah. That's just what they do. It's it's human nature. Uh, the, the, the tax code assumes that you're going to maximize your profits. As a matter of fact, if you lose money a whole bunch of uh, very much, uh, very often, uh, IRS would, might come in and say, you know, you, you've been losing money. Are you sure this is a business or is this a hobby? Yeah. And uh, stop taking those losses. That, that can happen if you, if you lose money. So the, the idea is that uh, you're always going to maximize your profits. So a business owner, though, there, there's zillions of businesses out there. And every guy has his idea of how his business is going to be special and how he's going to maximize his profits. So, so there's a lot uh, available to a, to a business owner, how he does that. Uh, small businesses, which we mostly work with, uh, uh, can, can be structured in different ways. You have your sole proprietors, mm-hmm. you have partnerships, you have uh, what's called an S corporation or a C corporation, and those are all taxed in different ways. Uh, how you are structured and operate is very individual to the business owners. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, I, I will say, uh, folks who are organized as sole proprietors, uh, they have they pay the most in taxes. It's the uh, and. Uh, uh, it's the most selected for being audited by the IRS uh, as a sole proprietor. It's just part of your individual tax return, and uh, uh, it's it just we don't like that structure. Why is it? Is it? Do they assume the IRS that maybe that's less sophistication there, or maybe higher chance of problems or potentially uh, cheats? I don't know. What? What? Why is there a higher rate? Well, in in the uh, the way the taxes are set up is there's what we call a matching system. You get your W two. Well, the IRS gets a copy of your W two, and so they match it when they see your tax return, and they get this warm fuzzy feeling, and they're all happy with this person. When you're a sole proprietor, on your uh, uh, tax return is this 
giant number of your sales and plus all these costs and the IRS is unable to, to match any of that mm. or, or very little of it. And so consequently they like to take a look and, and yeah. have an audit and see if everything's been uh, reported appropriately. So, so the other structures with the way those work, so you have a C corp or S corp basically with the way I understand it, the business, you know, through its normal course of operations provides a good or service. And in order to provide that good or services, there's costs associated. There's, we need to have an office space. We need to have maybe work vehicles. We need to have employees in order to retain the employees. Maybe we need to offer them benefits like a retirement plan or healthcare or time off. There's uh, what about the actual office supplies? There is all these different things that go into, you know, making sure that business can function because let's be realistic. Not every business can just operate out of their house. That is really unrealistic. And even for professionals, you know, you don't want to be meeting your CPA at a tax, uh, your tax professional at a a coffee shop or something like that. And him just saying, all you need an office. And those are all expenses. So you say you have a hundred thousand dollars of gross revenue, but then you have maybe 70 or $80,000 of expenses. So that the way a business would be uh, taxes, they have their gross profits minus their tax or minus their tax deductions or expenses. Mm-hmm. Now they only show $20,000 of net profit. And so that's much different than an individual who maybe makes $100,000 and is taxed on all $100,000 of income. Um, and, and a lot of the times what ends up happening, and you correct me if I'm wrong, is there's things that a small business owner and an individual would do the same, but one of them is necessary for doing the course of business. And the other one is just necessary to live. So like a cell phone, you know, internet, right. you know, those sorts of laptop, those are now business costs or expenses. Right. There, there's many, when you're a businessman, there's many things that you have that become business tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had mentioned the cell phone, your vehicle, uh, uh, an office in your house is legitimately an office in your house. Uh, that, that's actually, that that's quite common these days, mm-hmm. uh, maybe for all or part of your business. Uh, so those, those things are, are uh, legitimate business deductions as a, as a business owner, and you're going to have a cell phone, whether, whether yeah. or not you're yeah. in business. Yep. I think kids have cell phones these days. <laughs> but as a business, you have a business cell phone and that's written yeah. off as an yeah. individual. Right. You're not able to take that. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So all things being equal, you will have less taxable income, right? Yeah. 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 So it's very different with the way they're taxed. So an individual earns their income pays all the taxes and there's very little deductions. Whereas a business owner, you know, makes the income, takes all the deductions, all the expenses, and then they pay the taxes on the net profit, that, net, uh, that yeah. end number. Uh, another area, which uh, uh, Glenn will like me to, to mention is that, uh, uh, so a business owner has, uh, uh, has to save for his own retirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're an employee, you hope your, your employer might uh, help you out with that, but it's, when you're the business owner, it's up to you. So you, the tax code allows for you to uh, defer some of your income into a, a, a 401k, simple IRA, pension plan, these type of things, and you uh, give it to your guy to invest, and he invests it. But you get to keep the money, basically, but you get a business deduction, yep, and yep. it lowers your taxable income. So as a small business owner, you have that really valuable tool available 
it's a it's a powerful tool actually there's a lot yeah. more yeah. options i guess but then most people aren't small business owners right there right yeah yeah so it, it, it comes a lot more responsibility because yeah. at the end of the day if the business fails it's only you to blame um but in order to make it more feasible the government has given us you know these abilities within tax code to um, make it you know higher ch- chances of being successful as a business because if we didn't get all those tax deductions and business expenses business would be a lot harder to conduct i mean it'd be very challenging so mm-hmm. i think that has been uh, something like you said america's really good at commerce and so the tax code is incentivizing incentivizing, yeah, incentivizing businesses yeah. people to employ people yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 produce goods and services because you do you want that in your economy if you decentivize people to go out and make money make a profit if you said hey as a government, we're no longer allowing anyone to have rental properties. Well, guess what? People's quality of life for where they can choose to live is going to go down dramatically because there's a lot of people that are incentivized by the profit motive to go out, buy that house, do that renovation, do that flip, rent it out, and have it be a nice place. If we're relying on the government to do that all for us, and that's why the government the government knows that too. They're like, we don't want to be in that business because that's a a lot of company, countries have tried that and it's never worked out quite well. Never yeah. Worked out good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So well, there has to be that incentive. Yeah, I think you guys want to get a lot more into the IRS and yeah, yeah. Um, the incentives and all of that. And um, uh, there's a lot more to cover. So I think we're going to have to do that next week yep, because yep. We're, we're tight on time. And, and Glenn, remind everybody about the podcast and uh, get how to get in touch with you because this all ties in with planning as well. And yeah. as far as um, uh, planning with your finances and investing, and there's yep. all kinds of avenues there. Yes. Yeah, so all of our episodes are available online, Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. Uh, you can go to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your uh, podcasts. Uh, and we've got, I think, like 60 episodes on there. So not only just what we have here on the show that Jeff and I record, I also do bonus segments throughout the week or extra content, even market updates, what's going on in the market. So make sure to tune in, subscribe. It's got a lot of great content there. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. Let's And we'll continue this next week with uh, Bill Baker, talk more about taxes, IRS, maybe those 87,000 IRS agents. That too. sounds like a movie title, Jeff. Yeah. 87,000 87, IRS agents. Next week. Uh, <laughs> tune in again, folks. Have a great day. Take care. The following has been paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we've discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation was for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions.